Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, Elder Candidate at Redeemer Fellowship. Hey, man. Hey, hey. Let's do this. Let's do it. We were just talking about uh, stuff we've learned yep. over the years, being involved in yep. ministry. And uh, we thought, hey, let's record that. Let, why don't, might as well. Boom. Boom. We're going to do it. No Some plan. No. Short and sweet. Yep. Got nothing to that not The only thing we have to say is what's going to pop into our head. Oh, oh this, not, this can't be good. <laughs> no, this editing. Can't be good. No, no editing. No editing. <laughs> All right. So, um, Jimmy, you were involved in uh, ministry up in Canada for how long? Uh, 10 years. All right. So 10 years up there. Um, and I, you worked in a couple different capacities, a couple different capacities, a couple different churches, mainly youth and young adults, mm-hmm. uh, and then kind of an associate role, uh, executive pastor kind mm-hmm. of a thing. Yeah. Cool. And, uh, and so now you're down here, elder candidate yep. and you're doing, uh, executive pastoral type, mm-hmm. um, ministry. Um, I was, I've been a pastor for almost 20 years, I think, since More than ni- that. 1998 was when I started. 98? Mm-hmm. That's oh, that's new. right, because you're so old. That's the year I became a believer. Okay. <laughs> so, no, uh, no, that's true. Uh, that's true. I, I know, I know. Because it was 96, I started high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was around, so I, was, I had my license, so it had to be 98. Yeah. Because I was driving yeah. to a youth group. You're a young kid. You're I'm just, young. You're just, you're just I'm, like I'm the future. I, I know. Great. Like, guys that listen to Justin Bieber are the future. It's awesome. So... Yeah, don't nothing to say, do you? Yeah. Never um, say never. Is that a thing? That's a song, doesn't never, it? I, I, I don't have the tone though. No, no, I we all the, know that. Hey, I got. I'm we just, all I know you pitch. ain't got the tone. I got the pitch. Oh yeah, a little pitchy, a little pitchy there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I've been about twenty years, and we were we were just talking about. Jimmy just threw something at me. It almost went in my mouth. <laughs> I was, was hoping that? it would. What was that? <laughs> this is what happens when... This is D&D Unchained. Okay. Is it off the hook? It's it's off the hook. Or like, is it off the chain? Which one is it? Off the chain. Okay. It's Unchained. So we're going to unchain Melody. Try it, Jimmy. D&D Unchained. Okay. So um, here's... What were we talking about? We're talking oh, yeah, about yeah, leadership. Yeah, what we learned. So, no, we already did leadership. We're talking yeah. about what we learned in yeah. ministry. So... Basically, uh, we started talking about like, what are some of the important lessons that we've learned? Yeah. And uh, so before we got into it, we said, stop, save it. Let's just talk about it. And so this is not exhaustive. This is just a couple of things that come to mind when we at, when we're asked, and sometimes we are asked, uh, hey, what are some of the important things you've learned in leadership over the years? Um, uh, leadership in the church as pastors. What, what are some of the important things that you have learned? Um, you want to start Jimmy or you want me to yeah, start? I'll start. All right. I mean, I think the first thing right off the bat is, um, leadership is not as glamorous as it looks from a distance. <laughs> you thought it was glamorous, huh? Kind of. Yeah. yeah. Like, here, okay, Cause like, here's the guy up front. Everyone's listening to him. You know, he's, he's captivating. He's charismatic. Everyone loves and adores him. You know, <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, I want to, I'm adorable. I want some of that, you know? (laughs) So it's like, you think, okay, yeah, I I could talk to people. I could, I could, I could share God's word. I could, you know, invest in people's lives. It's all, you know, so there's like this, there's this sense of like, man, I could be used by God in such a way to impact the people of God. And so like you have this, at least I did anyway, it's kind of this almost, uh, um, over romanticized idea of ministry and then I got into ministry. Yeah. Hey, man, how'd that go? Um, 
<laughs> was it romantic? It was not romantic. Was it? Was it? Uh, what, what was the word you use? Uh, was it? Were you? Did people adore you? No, I, I didn't get no adoration. No, no, okay, no. Yeah. no. It was like a. Uh, it was like, you know how if you're wearing a tie. Yes, and you're by a garbage disposal, and it gets goes down the sink, and it's right. cut, and, it, and, it, and it's it, choking it, you. It's choking you, and, right. it's, and it keeps pulling you down into it, right? Right. right. And then a wrecking ball hits <laughs> the window, <laughs> and, and you're flying through the air. So it's like most of ministry is that wrecking ball hitting you, and then ever so often it's like you get hit and you're flying in the air, yeah. and there's no like you just you oh, feel nothing. It's, it's like, like a little oh, break, a little relief, and and then a steamroller. Come from the other side oh, and right. start rolls, smashing yeah. over you. It's a little bit like that. It's a little bit like okay, that. Okay, okay. Yeah, you like so that? A little, you like that? I do like that. I like that. <laughs> you surprised me with the wrecking ball. <laughs> so, I mean, and, and really, the truth is, is anybody that's been in ministry knows... It can get, it get hard. It's, it's, it is beyond hard. Oh, and the reason it's beyond hard is... Because if, people can suck. Yeah, well, it, it just depends, right? You can be in an unhealthy church where you are getting pounded on by mean, ungodly people. That's very possible. That's very possible. You could, But you can be in a healthy church and be crushed by the weight of normal pastor pastoral ministry. So, and that's like the second part for me. All right, so hang on, hang on oh. to that. So um, before you get to your second one, right. because... You basically said, hey, I thought it was going to be glamorous. Uh, some people would say, I thought it was going to be easy. Yeah. Because yeah. what do you do? You sit in your office. You just kind of study. You talk yeah. to people. It seems kind of chill, but that's not what it is. No. Um, there is tremendous responsibility and weight. Um, and like in, a lot of, like in a lot of callings or vocations, you'll get more blame than you deserve. Yep. And you'll get more credit than you deserve. That's just, that tends to be the... Re, the well, the, you might be getting that credit. I haven't seen that credit come my way. Oh, no, I get lots of credit. I get extra credit. You get you get the credit I think I'm supposed to be getting. Oh, I take it. You I take, take it. credit. You're like, that's a great job. And instead of going, yeah, that was Fofo's idea, I go, yeah, thanks. Man, come on, give yeah. my credit. Give my credit. <laughs> so, um, you, you get that credit. It's like 546. <laughs> Is that your credit? <laughs> no, I know your credit's got to be as good as mine at least because uh, you're the about. Fofo. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, okay, so... It's, it is not easy. It's it not is hard. Easy. It can be painful. Um, what was your other thing you were thinking? Well, along with that then is even if you're in the, like in a great church with great people that love you and care for you, there's still the aspect of, you know, everything that's going on in your people's lives. And so that's been, so that's like a huge weight on me, right? Is, uh, I sense it. And I'm not even, I'm not even a full fledged elder, but I'm privy to, right. to certain, um, certain things uh not everything because there's there's uh elders discuss among themselves uh without me um but so even in that like i i, I sense that like the weight of that you know like yep. lives falling apart whether it's uh i don't want to go into i don't want to even give yeah. generals uh, general examples um but no just knowing what's happening knowing what's happening knowing the pain that people are going through and i'll sit awake sometimes at night and I just can't sleep. Yeah. Depending on the situation, if it, how if how recently it just happened, like I'll just be sitting there and I can't sleep, and I'm just praying Why? for that because I'm praying for them. I'm Why? Because I feel so horrible. For Why them. do you feel horrible? Because I can't do anything. And because you care. Now, this is the thing. Yeah. If you didn't care, you'd be like whatever. You could chill. See, it's hard to just shut off, and that's the thing. Like mm -hmm. it's sometimes a nine to five. I think of that sometimes. I wish I just had that nine to five labor job. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't have. I could just turn off when I leave. Like leave the door. Mm -hmm. It's not the same. When no, I get I home, I still have that with me. And I, as much as I try not to think about it, as much as I try to kind of, 
you, not separate the two, but focus on my family at the at, uh, when I'm with them. Right. There's still in the back of my mind this feeling of like, oh goodness, you know, this person's going through this, this person's going through that. You know, how best to love them, how best to care for them, how best to shepherd them. So um, that I I didn't really realize that kind of going going into it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, well it's it the, the problem like there's the, there's the old saying about ignorance, right? Ignorance is bliss. Yeah, and this really proves it. Yeah, because if you don't know what's going on in people's lives, uh, you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to pray about it. You yeah. it doesn't take up your time, or your thoughts. Doesn't eat the lining of your stomach away at night. Uh, it, you know, it, it, but if you do care, and if you do know, then yeah, it becomes a part of the burden. This is the reality: is that when, when you're a pastor, when you're in ministry, when you have responsibility, you carry the burden of other people with you. Yeah. Um, and that's that's just a part of it, right? And so what I've found is, and so the, I'm just going to piggyback on this a little bit because I agree with you. I've, I've I've seen these things as well, and so there is the enormity of the knowledge and the responsibility. What's going on in people's lives? Yeah. How are they hurting? Then we we hurt with them. With that, then comes the necessity of I'm trying not to use a word that is always negative, seen as a negative. But you have to find a way to compartmentalize yeah. so that when you are with your family, you are truly with your family and you're not carrying this baggage into that so that you're distant or you're yeah. not engaged or whatever. So maybe compartmentalism is the wrong word, but that's kind of how I've thought about it is I want to be fully present. I want to fully feel and, and bear the weight and engage and take it to the Lord and all of this mm-hmm. when I'm praying for somebody, when I'm meeting with somebody. But then when I've moved on to the next thing, the next meeting, the next uh, issue, I need to be fully engaged there. Yeah. And so I have to find a way to like, okay, I'm going to put this in its proper spot and I'll deal with that when I come back to it. And that takes time to learn. Like, that's not an easy thing. No, and, and there's things you can't really share. Oh, yeah. Right? Like I can't, there's certain things I can't share with Michelle. Oh, yeah. And part of it's because, not because I don't trust Michelle. But because it's not Michelle's burden to bear. Right, absolutely. But Ben, a lot, how many times do we got to tell people that? Still, don't dump all that junk on your wife. She doesn't yeah, need that. She doesn't need that. And so I don't want Michelle having to worry about, you know, okay, I, I need to make sure I, I don't say a certain thing around somebody right. or or to look at, un, unintentionally look at somebody oh, yeah. in a different way. The, this is that, 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 That's the primary reason. And listen, my wife is godly. She's yep. awesome. Um She's not a judgmental person, but I wouldn't want to tempt her with looking at somebody different because exactly. she knows something about them that she doesn't need to know anyway. No. So no. yeah, no, you got to protect them, protect That's your spouse. Right. Now, one of the things that, and then it relates to all these things you've been talking about. One of the big things that I've learned, and I talk about it a lot, is that I guess the, the thing that surprised me the most was how much of the job, how much of the calling is walking people through pain. Yeah. Like so much of it is walking with people through their misery. Yeah. And it and it, it's from everything from the loss of children uh, to betrayal in their marriage to the struggle with physical ailments, um, it, it, mental health. Uh, it, it could be so many different things. There's a lot of hurt and a lot of pain. And you kind of know that that's the case. But until you see what your number two was, right, that, wow, you have all of this knowledge of, of all of these situations. Yeah. Um, I was shocked at just how much pain there is and that, wow, a lot of what I do is walking with people through that and just helping them to see God in it and mm-hmm. uh, to know that they're loved not only by God but by his people. Um, I was surprised at how much people are hurting because I think your, your average person out there looks around at everybody and everybody looks good. Yeah. You know, the car is clean. Um, you know, they got nice shoes on yep. and they all, oh, their life is good. 
Uh, but what they don't realize is that, you know, that person maybe hasn't slept in three days yeah. um, and they're about to lose their job. And, you know, it's, it's, it's really, really bad. Um, so, yeah, that, the, how much suffering there is was a big surprise for me. And I think that kind of leads into just even something else <clears throat> that I think we are unable to shepherd our people well unless we're willing to invest in relationships. Yeah. Um, cause I think, you know, there are some, there are some pastors out there that kind of may have this idea. Actually, no, some do have this idea of like, man, I don't need to know people. I don't need to be friends with people. I just got to do my job yep. and preach the sermon. Well, how can you preach a sermon for your people? If you don't know your people, you just go generic. Just just generic, generic sermon. But do you see what I'm saying? Oh, though? Like yeah, even, no, I even agree. like everything you're talking about, I know that there's been times when when uh I've I've you know the sermon text leads into it, it's it's applicable, it's part of it, truth, you know, that that yeah. you're proclaiming is is there, but I also know it's good for me to hear, or it's good for somebody else to hear, knowing their situations, it's good for and I've had that from people saying, man. I felt like Joe was talking to me. And I'm like, yeah, I, he probably is talking I, to you. I normally am. He know he is talking to you. Um, but I think that's how, how could you craft a sermon for your people? How could you pray through a sermon and say like, Lord, please use this uh, to, to their benefit and to your glory. If you don't know what's going on in the lives of your people. Yeah. You've got, you've got to have a, a real investment there. And um, I think that, again, all of this is intertwined, but one of the things that I've learned to be of, of critical importance for those mm-hmm. in leadership and ministry is to make sure that you are being fed, yeah. right? You know, like I was on the airplane, I don't know what I had, uh, or I flew to Orlando and back on Monday and then Tuesday. And then Friday I flew out to Portland, Portland. All right. So lots of, lots of flights there and then back. Uh, oh, and I had a layover. So I get to add another flight on there. Mm-hmm. Um, that was awesome. So anyway, um, what they, they always tell you to do the same thing. Like the oxygen mask is going to drop down right before you die. So you know, be sure and put that on. Um, and if you've got a little kid with you, ignore that kid. Put your mask on and then, then tend help your them. kid. <laughs> right. But don't get confused because you're not going to be able – if you try to help them before you put your mask on – um, then, uh, you know, you're, you're going to pass out and then, uh, not be able to help him, yeah. but we're all dying anyways. Plane's going down. So what's the point? But anyways, Jeez. um, you gotta, you gotta help yourself before you can help other people and you gotta yeah. take care of yourself. And it's very true spiritually. Um, I think the reason a lot of pastors get into trouble is because they are not taking care of themselves spiritually, which means we do need to have a robust, lively interaction with yeah. the word of God. We need to maintain prayer, a communion with God. Like the ministry of the word is our calling. So there is no excuse to not yeah. be invested in it on a very personal experiential level. Um, pastors that don't have time for devotions shouldn't be pastors. Okay. Pastors that don't have time to commune with God shouldn't be pastors. That's that simple. So you, you've, you've got to be able to say, I'm going to maintain this so that I can really know and walk with God and be prepared and readied mm-hmm. uh, and sanctified for what he has for you. And one of the reasons I find this to be so helpful is because frequently when I'm called upon to speak spontaneously, yeah. uh, whether that's in a formal or informal capacity, when I am called on to counsel somebody, a lot of the time, a lot of the time, what I then am able to share with them is what God has been teaching me very directly. Somebody really, really cool. I don't know who said it, but they said, you should be feeding your people off of what's growing in your life. Mm, so, that's a Jared Wilson right there. No, it's not. It wasn't Jared, Jared Wilson. It was Wilson. way before Jared Wilson. No. No. It sounds like something he would say. Yes, because it's amazing. Good job, ripped, Jared. Yeah, he probably ripped it off. Anyways, whoever said it, 
Jared Wilson. Um, was really good, right? Because if you're growing, if God's teaching you, and like that's the fruit, now you've got stuff to share. And um, so that was that was really good for me. I've known other pastors, and we all get there where you feel spiritually dry yeah. and things aren't working. Um, but that's that's really really um, important as well. So those are those are a few of the things that come to my mind. Yeah, I mean, I think the other thing that comes to mind uh, is protect your family. Oh yeah, right. Mm. Uh, and this is. It, I mean, worst case scenario, you've got a church that's looking to use you. Best case scenario, you've got people that need you. And so... Um, that's good. That's Jared Wilson. That, was I like Jared that. Wilson? Jared Wilson quality. That was good. <laughs> Bam! That, write that down. Don't forget <laughs> it. Was that good? That was good. Yeah. Hey, don't there steal that, go. Jared. Like, we stole don't, your idea. Yeah, I know, Jared. Hey, hey, Jared, your idea that we stole, it's going to drop tomorrow. Yeah, I actually told him about it. Did you? Yeah. Did he? Was he like, yeah, that's a lot better than what he thought? Oh, yeah. Well, he didn't say it that way, but I could but see But his eyes, yeah, in he, his yeah, eyes. He knew. Um, but yeah, you, you need to protect your family. Uh, you need to make sure that when you're home, Joe alluded to that earlier, and when you're home that you're present. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to make sure you don't bring in things that you don't need to be bringing in. Um, you got to also make sure that you don't put unrealistic expectations upon your kids. Yep. Just because they're quote, they're pastor's kids doesn't mean that they're going to be perfect in every way. doesn't mean that they're going to sit down and, and be quiet during the whole service with their hands folded, right? right? Like, make sure you're not allowing others to put expectations upon your kids that that are just unrealistic and, not and don't right. resign yourself to like well all pks have the same story no they don't no uh p kids have the same story because they either have oppressive fathers or oppressive churches yes um but i know i know several pks that didn't have that and god willing our kids aren't going to have that yeah. have that issue uh because we are working hard to to protect them so protecting your family i think is is critically important protecting your marriage that means yeah. regular date nights taking your spouse yeah. out mm-hmm. saying you know? that means you got to say no to stuff that's right. Gotta say no to responsive like things that hey man. I don't know who said it. Uh it might be Jared Wilson. It's probably Jared Wilson. Probably Jared Wilson. But I remember years ago hearing uh every yes is a no. Well, that's know? totally Jared Wilson. That's Jared Wilson. Yeah. So when you're saying yes to going to this meeting, yes to handle his responsibility, at times you're saying no to your family. Yeah. You're and if you no say to no wife. to your family enough, then your wife, she starts to say no to you. And yes to others. Oh, uh, you don't want that. Don't want that. So you got to listen um, to Jared Wilson. Yeah. Every yes is a no. So make sure that you are, though, taking care of your spouse, having that regular time together mm-hmm. where it's just you and her, right. um, where you guys can enjoy each other's company. And don't just do, I mean, I shouldn't say it like that because I am the guy that does the same routine over and over oh, and over so, again. So boring. I know. It's so predictable. And I keep trying to like oh figure gosh. out different things it to never do. Never works. But, uh, but yeah, I mean like, but do the things that they want to do. Right. You know, uh, they want to go for dinner, then cool. If they want to go for a movie, awesome. But if they want to go dancing, they want to uh, go bowling. Jen, wants to, Jen wanna... wants to go for a walk with the dog in the neighborhood. Oh, you kidding me? That's the oh, best. Why aren't you gosh. doing that? Stop that it. That costs you no Stop. money at oh, all. Oh, it costs me calories. I'm going to burn good. calories doing that. I don't oh want to do that. God, so sorry. You're getting oh, healthier. Gosh, you're doing it tomorrow. Walking you're, you're, the dog. You saved money and oh. you're, you're getting healthier. Uh, I'd rather spend, I'd rather spend money to stay home. <laughs> walking the dog. The na- our neighborhood's hilly. It's lots of hills. <laughs> Anyways, that's good. So go do the things that your spouse yeah, wants to do. Take care of your marriage. Take care of your family. I love what I love. It was what I see uh, people like Pastor Joe and, and Pastor Pat do. Um, their regular times with their children. Something I'm definitely convicted of um, is not having as often and as routine uh, or regular as I should individual times with each of my children. I think that's important for our kids um, to have that time to be able to uh, to study together. I know Joe goes through some catechisms with the, with his kids, but I know even like I see. Here's the thing: I know a lot of things about Joe and Pat, you know, so I can share these things. Um, 
but like, you know, where I see where Joe will share with his children, have honest and open conversations on where they're at spiritually, where they're at relationally. Um, and I think that's just, that's important. Like the, the love that I see that Joe has with his kids and his kids have for him as well as for Pat, when, uh, the level of trust that they all have for each other, uh, it's definitely something that it was, they've invested in and I haven't done. Why are you, why are you wrong with you? I knew that was coming so, too. That's what I was trying to I close got, I got off. bored. Hey, um, all right. Uh, nobody you. wants to hear about that stuff. Well, oh, no one um, wants to hear how great of a father you yeah, are. I'm okay. so hey, sorry, uh, Joe. La- last thing. Because like, there's a lot of stuff we didn't mention that we could have mentioned. A lot of stuff you guys, why didn't you mention this? Well, because you already know that one. Um, let me mention one other thing. Uh, the danger of comparison. Uh, yeah. Comparison in your marriage is always bad. It's always dangerous. Um, you start comparing your wife to somebody else or your, or your husband. Why can't he be more like that guy? You know, that guy. Or why can't my wife like the smell of cigars? That wife over there likes the smell of the cigars on her husband. You start doing that kind of stuff. You get into trouble. Wait, have you quick. had that? Oh, you know how many dudes tell me their wives love the smell of cigars? <laughs> so that actually does something for you? No, I'm like, I'm thinking. No, but I mean like that actually causes some kind of. How come my wife can't like the smell of cigars? Are you kidding me? Well, no. Jen first lets all, you do anything you want. No, she doesn't. You, yeah, she, she does. does not. Jen gives you so much. First of all, I, nobody gives me anything, no, right? The Jen, Lord gave me what I have, and I, I, I use it. Jen is one of the most laid back. Oh, she's laid back. Yeah, okay, yeah. She's but she most, does not like the smell of cigars. Okay, she hates well, it. the one thing. Okay, yeah, the one. Yeah, a big one. Thing. She lets you buy certain things. She gets into I your buy, hobbies. I buy what I want she with lets that, you get into certain hobbies. Get out of here. Joe, you. Okay. It, the Anyways. point. The point. Don't take away from my point. The point is. The point is, is don't, don't compare. Horse in the mouth. Don't, That's what it don't, is. Did you call Jen a horse? I, oh oh my it. gosh! You know I did. She I does have it. big teeth. So I'm just saying. No, like, you did. Yo, man, Jen, I, I didn't say that. Jen, that I, Jen, was I all was Jimmy you. right there. I was. I'll explain you. it to you later, Jen. Jimmy will apologize later. I um, was defending you, Jen. So don't compare your church to other churches. That's the yes. bottom line, right? Because you can't compete with other churches. First of all, that's not the work. This is not a game. Yeah. This is real. This is kingdom work. Yeah. And even if you wanted to compete with other churches, you can't because you're either too big or too small to be of any real competition. It's not yeah. fair. So you just, you know, that that saying that's real popular, you do you, that's actually not a bad idea. Like, hey, listen, you are the church that God has started yeah. in this area. So be yourself. You the do church. you. Right. So do you, the Jared Wilson said that. Jared Wilson I'm pretty said sure that. he did. I'm pretty sure that's a Jared Wilsonism. All right, you do you. And uh, all right, we got to go. We got a meeting. We got to go Well, let us know Steve some McCoy. of the things that, yeah. Let us know See some the of the things Jared, that, uh, Justin's going to be there. Um, that Travel you've learned. Go ahead and follow be. us on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head on the website, DoctrineDevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for our email blast, which you need to sign up right now because tomorrow video is dropping. Video is dropping. You can also uh, head on over to the store. Grab That's a bold statement, some, son. We're going to make it happen. That's a bold statement. We're going to make it happen. Uh, you're going to make it happen. I'm going to make it happen. Uh, grab yourself some merchandise. Fresh Pod every Monday and Thursday. Video content tomorrow on Friday. Blog post on Wednesday. Later. Bye, Jared Wilson. Thanks for all your cool quotes. Mm-hmm.